move on. Today's show is a little different. If you haven't noticed, I'm kind of just just chit-chatting about a lot of things. But like I said, I wanted to really be an inspiration today. And I, as, as you may know, I am um, a former teacher, taught for almost 17 years, uh, seventh grade English language arts. But um, and at the end of 2013, I entered into another phase of my life. I'm still certified, obviously, to teach in New York. I have two certifications to teach in Missouri. But um, but I feel that I, I teach in a different capacity now, that it's still a calling upon my life, but not necessarily in the classroom setting. And one of the things that I do is public speaking. And uh, I, I love to speak. And I talked about that earlier. And whether at church, whether at the, at the political event, whether in schools. And, and most recently, I had the opportunity to speak at at uh, for the Rotary Club at two particular places here in the area. And I spoke on the to- topic of raise your expectations. And so I wanted to just inspire. I wanted to give tonight, not just focusing on politics as I so often do and on the news, but to give a motivational message. This message that I have given twice already in some form or fashion to the Rotary Club. And so if you're into being inspired, if you're interested in, in, in listening and, and, and receiving some inspiration and some motivation for whatever you are right now in life, then, then stay with me and listen. Get away from the news. Get away from the politics and, and apply this to wherever you are in your life. And if you don't feel like being inspired, then I guess you'll have to catch me again next time. I'll just talk and I'll inspire myself. Because I'm going to share with you this message about raising your expectations. And I'm honored, honored, honored to do so. And the cool thing about it is I know that I'm talking to people who already have high expectations. I know I'm talking to people who have already accomplished much. And so I'm coming along and I'm saying to maybe some accomplished people, you know what? No matter what you've done, raise your expectations. Or maybe I'm talking to some people who you have had so much disappointment or you feel like you're in a rut. You ever feel like you're in a rut? Believe me, I understand. You feel like you're in a rut perhaps and you're thinking, raise my expectations. I got to get some expectations to begin with. So whether you are at the top, whether you're on the mountaintop or whether you're in the valley low, I want to inspire you today to raise your expectations. Okay. That's what I want to do. And so let's talk a little bit, no matter where you are, Let's go higher. No matter what you think, no matter what you're believing for, in your marriage, in your singleness, in your job, in your, in your whatever, in your schooling, just expect more. And you may have an idea of where you want to go, but I've heard it said that if the vision that you have is within your reach, if it's something that you can do just simply, something that you can do just on your own without pressing a little bit, then your vision is too small. We need a vision that takes more than where we are, a vision that requires not just hard or deep work, but deep faith. And whether you're average, whether you're already great, wherever you are, I want you to say, you know what, I am going to expand my thinking. You know what, we need that. We need in this in this culture, in this country, in this uh, beyond this country, in this time in which we live, we need people who, no matter where they are, they're going to raise their expectations because the world, your world, absolutely needs you. And if you 
don't recognize that, then you're missing something. And I don't know where your head is buried, but you need to get it out because there's a world, there's a young person, there's an old person, there's a there's a there's somebody, there's a somebody that needs you to believe in you so that you can impart into them. And so I am going to share with you three things that are necessary. <clears throat> three things that are necessary to raise your expectations. How do you raise your expectations? Here it is. I'm going to give it to you. All right? So write it down, contemplate it, pray about it, but be inspired by it. That's my whole purpose tonight is to inspire you, to raise those expectations. So, first of all, the first piece to the puzzle that I want to share, it really has three parts. Step number one, but it's a three-part step. And the first thing, in order to raise your expectations so that you can achieve more, you've got to believe in the vision. That's number one. If you don't believe in, in the mission, if you don't believe in the mission, you won't give yourself to it. You'll focus on something else. You'll be discouraged when pressure comes. You'll talk yourself out of it. You'll let other people talk you out of it. So listen, what is it that you're passionate about? Even if it is politics, even if it is business, if it's your family, whatever it is, whatever it is you want to achieve, whatever the mission is that you're passionate about, you have to believe. You've got to believe. Listen, when I left teaching after 17 plus years, I left not only my profession, I left the only state I'd ever known. I left my family there. It was a leap of faith, but I took it because I believed that what was ahead of me was greater than where I was. Hey, where I was was pretty cool, all right? It was, you know, I walked away from the salary that I had, from the insurance that I had. It was a sacrifice. You know, there's a little trepidation, but I believe I had faith that what was ahead of me was ordained. I believed that. I submitted it to prayer. I submitted it to counsel, and that drew me to it. So I have to believe. Otherwise, I can't achieve greater. Just can't. The other thing is, you not only do you believe in the mission, you got to believe in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. I see too many people who don't believe in themselves. You hear people say, man, you know, I, I ain't nobody. I'm nobody. My mama was nobody. My papa was nobody. They tell me I ain't going to be nobody. You know what? That is a lie. And saying that you're nobody is not a sign of humility. It's foolishness. It's foolishness. As a Christian, for me, I understand that I was created in the image of God. And therefore, greatness is within me. I can choose not to embrace it. I can choose that. It's my decision. I can use I can choose to live subpar or to be average or I can choose to go higher, to reach higher, to go farther, to achieve greater, but it has so much to do with how I see myself. And I have to share the story with you because to me it's the perfect perfect example, okay? And believing in myself. I have a cat. He just turned one on Sunday. And yes, I had a party for him. I was told I was crazy to have a party. And I was told, you better not put those pictures on Facebook of that party because everybody's going to know that you're crazy. Well, I put the pictures on Facebook. Okay? But in any case, my cat turned one. But I have this cat. Okay? And my cat, Trooper, is his name. I will sometimes in the house have the door, a door within the house cracked. When I say cracked, I mean it's, it's, it's not all the way open. It's certainly not shut. It's 
plenty wide for Trooper to walk through. But there are times when Trooper will just, he'll go to the door, and I'll hear him, yeah, like he's crying. And he's wanting me to open the door. The problem, I mean, the, the, I don't have a problem doing it, but the deal is he doesn't need me to open the door. Trooper can plenty fit through that door. And I'm like, I, I was wondering, can I'm like, why won't Trooper just push his body on through the door? He can fit. And all of a sudden it hit me. This thing spoke to me. The way that he was behaving whenever the door was cracked like that spoke to me. Yes, I can be spoken to. I can learn something from a cat. Because what this spoke to me was that Trooper sees himself so much larger than his body actually is. In his mind, he's so big that he couldn't possibly fit through that crack. Anybody else looking at Trooper would know, dude, you can go. You're not that big. But in his mind, he knows he's bigger. In other words, he might have the body of a cat, but he's got the spirit of a lion. He's seeing himself as so much bigger. And I'm saying that this is where we have to go. His identity, his identity is I'm bigger than I actually appear to be. That's his identity. I'm bigger. I'm larger. I can't fit. I'm not that small. And I'm saying that we have to have that same mindset that our identity has to understand that we have so much more potential than we realize. We're so much bigger than we realize and that if we believe that, then we can achieve greater. We must believe that in order to raise our expectations. Identity is so important. Have you seen the commercial, the, the Ancestry.com commercials? You know, people are, people are hungry to know who they are. They're hungry to know their identity. That's why so, much, so many people are investing their money into Ancestry.com. I just want to know who I am. I just want to know where I came from. Who am I? I taught seventh graders. I told you that. And I have asked seventh graders who are 12, 13 years old, and they will tell you that even at their young age, they want to understand their they want to understand their purpose. And their purpose is wrapped up in their identity. Who am I? Who am I? Ancestry.com is evident, exhibit A, that people want to know who they are. But the commercial, I know you've seen it. There is that commercial where the man says all his life he thought he was German. You know what I'm talking about, right? You're like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I thought I was German. Well, he went on Ancestry.com, they did all the research, and he found out he's not German at all, that he's Irish. And so he said he exchanged, when he realized who he really was, he exchanged the Lederhosen for a kilt. I'm like, Lederhosen, I have no idea what that is. But anyway, he said when he realized his identity, he took off the old garment. And he put on the kilt, which represented who he really is. And what I came to see through that is when we realize who we are, when we realize the value that we have, when we realize, like Trooper, that we're bigger than people think we are or that it appears that we are, we will take off the garments that represent the old stuff and who we're not, and we'll put on who we are, and we'll begin to walk and the authority of who we are. And so we have to believe in ourselves in order to raise our expectations and to accomplish. 
We must. And the other thing we have to do, the third thing in this three-part number one, is you have to believe in the team around you. My pastor preached a, a, a powerful message yesterday at church. And it was about the team. It was about togetherness. It was about the fact that we need each other. And I'm here to tell you that there will be times in your life when you will have to walk alone. There are times in your life when there are people who don't understand. There are times in your life when you have to separate. But those times should be temporary. The Bible says that when we isolate ourselves, we seek our own destruction. So we need people. And you have to believe in the team around you. You have to believe in the mission. You have to believe in yourself. But you also have to believe in the team. I coached girls varsity basketball for years, and I would say two things have to occur if you're going to be if you're going to believe every time you step on the court that you're going to win, and you need to believe that, otherwise stay home, okay? But if you're going to believe that you're the winner, that you're going to come out victorious, you must believe not only in yourself, but you must believe in your team. You could have worked hard and done your part and shot and ran, and uh, you could have done all these things. Practice defense and all that, all the off season long. But when you come to, to when you come to time, when it's time to play, when the season starts, or when you step on that court and you're looking at a bunch of other people and you're not quite sure they put in the work that you put in, and you're not quite sure that they're prepared, it has a way of diminishing your own belief that you can win because it's a team effort. So you must believe in the team around you. You must. And right now, in the time we're living in, it's so much harder to believe in ourselves and in our mission and in other people because we, get, we, we see what's going on in the world. We see the ugliness. We see the fighting. We see, you know, the, the crime. We see it all. And it's so much easier just to be like, whatever will be, will be. You've got to rail against that. No. It is required that you believe. It's required that you believe. So that's the three things as far as believing goes. Mission, yourself, team. The second thing that you need to do in order to raise your expectations, you need to be careful what you speak. You need to speak life because our words have power. And the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in you, I don't know where that came from. It came out of you because it was in you. So surround yourself with life and speak life. When I was born, my mother always tells me this story. My family tells me this story. I probably have shared this story. My Aunt Mary said to my mother, name her Adrian because she is going to be a school teacher. Now, to this day, I have no idea what being named Adrian and being a school teacher have to do with one another. I have no idea. Makes no sense to me. My aunt's mind, it, there was a connection. But my point is, she spoke over me. I was going to be a teacher. And I fought that. Oh, man, did I fight that. But here I am. But she could have said, name her Adrian because she ain't going to be nobody. Name her this because she's not going to do anything. Name her this because the odds are stacked against her. But no, she declared she spoke life over me. And that's so important. Years ago, I, and I don't take credit for this because it wasn't my idea. I read it in the book. But I read about a teacher it was a, it's, a, it's a novel, so I don't know that, that it was true. But I read about a teacher who she was fairly new and she wanted to do something that was going to be impactful for her students. And I did it. I did it one year. I went to school right before school started. I got my class list. I taught seventh grade, so I had over 100 students. I found out their names. And I went on the, on the Internet and I found out the meanings of each of their names. I said I had over 100 students, okay? 
because I taught several classes, obviously, this is junior high. And I went to Staples and I got some jazzy decorative paper and I, I printed out their names and what the origin of their names, you know, Greek or Hebrew or whatever, and I and, and French, and then I, I printed their name and the meaning of their names on this beautiful paper. And I had Staples laminated. And I had, a, the first week of school, I had a ceremony. I had a podium up there. And every student in every class, I called them up to the podium, and I conferred upon them their name because names are powerful. They didn't pick names haphazardly back in biblical times, for example, because names meant something. You were speaking something. And I called each one up, and I said, this is your name. And I told them what it meant, and I challenged them to live up to their name. And there are names that mean things like like warrior and things like princess. Imagine that. I gave it to them and that laminated, beautiful paper, and they were supposed to bring it every day. And during the course of the year, if something was not quite right and somebody was not quite living up to the name, I remind them of who they are and their identity. I spoke life. Now, I had to be creative because I remember there was one person's name that meant swamp. And so you got to have to really wax. I don't know, wise and poetic and try to come. I was like, well, your name means swamp. And we know that things grow in swamps and, and life. You know, I mean, I had to be creative for some of this stuff. But my point was I wanted to speak life. So if for you to raise your expectations, you need to speak life. That's number two. Number one was believe. Number two was to speak life. And number three, refuse to be harnessed. Refuse to allow the obstacles to ensnare you. I told you about my cat trooper. I told you about how he believes that he's bigger than he is. And this cat won't even go through the crack that he can fit through because in his mind, he's a lion. He's so much bigger. But the same cat, I take him in the car sometimes and he doesn't like to be in that carrying case. So somebody hit me to this, the fact that they have seat belts for cats. And so he's free to, to be in the back seat, but he's hooked in. But I put it hooks to the harness. So I put the harness on Trooper. Well, when I put the harness on Trooper, he totally shrinks. The same cat who thinks he's so big that he can't fit through the door all of a sudden shrinks when I wrap something around him. And so we have got to have that same kind of, we've got to have the spirit that refuses to be harnessed. Because when we are harnessed, we shrink. And that's what Trooper does. He shrinks and he almost slithers. That's what being harnessed does to your spirit. One moment you think you're on top of the world, you can't fit through it. There's no door big. En- there's no door that you can't, you know, that's big enough for you to get through because you're so big. And we go from that to shrinking because we allow the words of other people and the obstacles in life and our own lack of faith and our own failure to understand our identity to cause us to shrink. Listen, not everybody's going to believe in you. Not everybody believed in me when I left teaching. You're going to do what? I had a lot of encouragement, but there were people I know, they were like, you must be crazy. You have to believe. That's my message today. Like I said, a little politics, but a lot of inspiration. So I hope if you're listening, you found some kind of inspiration in what I said. There's a world that needs people to believe in themselves. There's, there's your world. You don't have to go to the four corners of the earth. You might just start in the four corners of your room, in your college dorm, 
in your office, in your job, at home with your family. But you need to raise your expectations because as we can see, even from this political season itself, as we can see, we, we're in need of some help. And God moves and he works, but he also works through people. And you're one of them. And so I'm encouraging you that no matter where you are, no matter how much you have achieved already, and no matter how much you have yet to achieve, raise your expectations. Believe, speak life, and refuse to be harnessed.